Welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope everyone is having an absolutely incredible day today, and I encourage everybody to continue to speak your mind on this and stand your ground with a lot of stuff that's going on. We're seeing more and more pushback, along with more and more pushback from the state and the governors of some of these tyrannical areas, and pushback from the citizens of what's going on right now. I'm talking to more and more people that have had enough of what's going on. Now, Miami-Dade County has gone full-blown Gestapo, and I don't use that term figuratively. I mean that as a very accurate description. Miami-Dade County two weeks ago announced that it was basically fining people for not wearing masks in public. Okay, we've heard that before. Well, now Florida media outlets have already begun to fill stories of people cited for wearing masks improperly, <laughs> including people taking drinks out of their drink while they've been inside of a store. On Thursday, Miami Herald reported the Miami-Dade Police Department has issued 162 citations in the last week and a half alone of the county's mandatory mask ordinance with a $100 penalty. One woman, Johanna Jeannie, said she removed her mask in a parking lot of a Publix grocery store. Immediately, a police officer in plain clothes approached her and wrote her a ticket for not wearing a mask. Gianna told the Herald the parking lot was nearly empty, and she felt she was being set up like a sting operation by law enforcement. Another one, ABC affiliate, reports that Dean Gonzalez was fined while leaving a North Miami Beach Publix because the mask didn't fully cover his nose. He had the counter captured on video, and he posted it. I watched it last night. It was interesting. And you see the officer approach him. He can be heard telling Gonzalez that he's improperly wearing the mask, and if he's improperly wearing it, it's like not wearing one at all. And they basically wrote him up for a citation. Gonzalez accused the cops of setting up a mask trap, and they said they threatened to arrest him. Other examples of people being fined wearing masks, including a customer at a barbershop who lowered his mask to take a sip of water right as a police officer entered the business. NBC Miami reports that day-to-day police conduct 500 random compliance checks each day to enforce the county's public health ordinance. The Herald also identified a Wawa convenience store where eight people were cited in just two days for not fully wearing masks properly, showing that police have indeed begun to set up mask sting operations. Miami-Dade County appears to be the most aggressive enforcers of the mask mandate in the entire county. And the reason why I said that at the beginning, guys, is this is exactly how the Gestapo and the SS acted in Nazi Germany. You had no rights to travel freely. You had no rights to speak freely. You had no rights to even conduct yourself freely. Anything and everything you did at any point could be questioned on a whim without any just cause. This is a very, very scary look for Miami-Dade County. I'm telling you guys that right now. This down here in Florida, I mean, I've gone to Miami on a regular basis, and it's only three, three and a half hours south of me. And the fact that they're actually going out and setting sting operations up, when in fact Miami-Dade County houses the city known as Florida City, which is the number one crime capital in Florida and like number 10 in the entire country, 
primarily from a lot of the Haitians and gangs and also in voodoo witchcraft that have moved up there after the Haiti earthquake, and they are regularly dismembering and executing people in Florida City. This is something that never goes on mainstream media at all. But I guess the department over there and the county and the police feel that it's much easier to extract exorbitant fines from people by fining them for having their mask go below their nose instead of actually having to tackle real, true, violent crime that plagues South Florida. Unreal to me that they have this level of tyrannical law enforcement that are willing to violate constitutional rights of law-abiding American citizens while they're simply going to Publix to buy food for their family. And people are already right now struggling to pay their bills. Sales are down in almost every small business I know. Everybody's just trying to cover overhead and inventory and payroll. And these guys really, truly feel they're doing the devil's work for good by finding people a $100 for not wearing a mask. And here's the issue that's going on. I'm telling you right now. I've already heard this from multiple people down there. Because Miami is shut down, cruise ships have shut down, pretty much all tourism has ceased to exist in Miami-Dade County. They are hemorrhaging cash right now. They are into a massive deficit because Miami relies primarily on huge amounts of tourism to bring cash flow down there from other areas. Because remember, Miami doesn't produce anything. They have no agricultural. It's just one big, giant, high-rise city down there. There's no significant income that's actually produced from a long-term agricultural standpoint. You have banks. You have stuff like that. But as far as actual raw growth and raw income, there isn't much. It all comes from external areas. This is what's happening down in Miami. They are so shortfalled on cash that they're now having to go out with these police departments and try to generate as much cash as they can, even if that means illegally fining people for wearing a mask, but not wearing it in the way properly that they seem fit unbelievable dad what we're starting to see down there in that county what do you think about this well it's easier to give a person a citation for a mask because you know they're not going to be shooting you most of the time okay some people may be nuts enough to shoot you for a yeah. mask but most people aren't going to do that you start going over to some of these areas where they have these incredibly high crime rates they're going to shoot you you know they're not they're not wearing masks to start with and they're going to shoot you they're going to you try to pull up to say you're not wearing a mask okay i'm going to shoot you now and they're like, whoa, we don't want to get shot, and it generates a lot of revenue. And remember, these are ordinances. You can't like, you can't take these to court. You can't really say, I, I disagree with that. Well, you can, but they, they, it's not really a court offense. So you got to get stuck in the middle, paying a bunch of attorney fees. And I mean, they're not going to put you in jail if you pay the fine for a hundred dollars. And you know, but if you don't pay the fine, then you'd be held in contempt. It's one of those weird gray areas that's going to generate a lot of revenue. I have about as much respect for people to do that as I do for people to basically run sting operations on the highway with 20 highway patrols on the highway running with airplanes and pulling every single person that's five miles an hour over on the interstate. I mean, those kind of stupid things they do. But this, this is, again, it's exactly what you say it is, Austin. It's a massive way to increase revenue. You know, other than the, other than the port of Miami down there where the ships come in and unload cargo, Austin's right. There's not much commerce being produced from Miami other than tourism. Because you know all of the vegetables being grown, you know, are you know way it's towards the center of the state, and then you got the Everglades you got to deal with. So I mean, it's a real mess down there, and I don't like Miami, never have. 
I mean, unless you're bilingual and you go to Miami, you can't even get a job. I mean, it's, it's like it's like little Cuba. And I'm not picking on the people from Cuba because I actually like the people from Cuba because they left Marxism and came to our country. It's just, a, but it's like a different country down there, and so it's just it's just awful. Now I want to I want to cover one thing too to completely change the topic here today. I've got to talk about Christians for one second, and I've got to play about. I got to I got to talk to you guys about the imprecatory psalms. I've covered this on the show multiple times, and for some reason, uh, a lot of folks still aren't understanding this concept that we have as Christians. In the Old Testament, in the Psalms, David was always saying stuff about God's judgment be upon people, and you know, basically, it, it most pretty much all, to the point of praying curses on people. And a lot of Christians think that's okay, and it's not okay. It's a form of witchcraft. As Christians, we're not supposed to do that. We're supposed to love one another. And and I constantly are getting people who her saying that you know you know some may God's you know cursing be upon you or may God's you know may God rebuke you for what you did or all, and all these things that I hear from my friends that are happening still from Christians now we've got a lot of people out there that that do that I'm not going to pick on any individual or any group or whatever but we have a lot of people who do that but guys it's just not right to do that we have to look at what Jesus said Jesus said in in uh, let me see let me pull the let me pull the verse up it's in Luke chapter six he said but those who are listening say I say love your enemies and do good to those who hate you bless those who curse you and pray for those who mistreat you now he's very clear about that he says if you it goes on to say in verse thirty two if you love those who love you what credit is that to you even sinners love those who love them and if you do good to those who are good to you what credit is that to you even sinners do do that and I lend and if you lend to those from whom you expect repayment, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners, expecting to be repaid in full. But love your enemies, do good for them, and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then reward will be great, and you'll be children of the Most High God. And, you know, here's why I... Here, let, me, let me clear something about with this lending thing. Here's what I do with Christian friends who want to who borrow like Let's say somebody wants to borrow $100. All right, I've done this before if I know somebody well. You know, I, I don't I don't loan them the money, and I, you guys, it's going to sound weird to you guys right now. But I, I say, here's a gift. All right, just take the hundred dollars. Well, I want to pay you back. No, 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 because in the vast majority of the time, they don't pay you back, and then animosity gets goes in there. Just give them the hundred dollars, give them the fifty dollars, give them the twenty dollars. Now, if they're coming to you all the time and doing that, then I got to say, look, you need to try to get your finances in order. I've done that before. I don't want to do that again. And just, but but you can be nice to them, and you can try to help them. It's like helping somebody on, on the side of the street. Who basically, you know, that you know is a legitimate homeless person who's not driving a Lamborghini around the corner. Okay, you got you got to make sure. <laughs> I mean, if if they're dressed up in Alan Edmund shoes, chances are they're not homeless. And so we've got to realize that you know we've got to try to work and try to help one another. But the thing that bothers me more with Christians than anything else is that people who come in and then they get mad at someone. You know, like for instance, somebody say. We, can you loan me some money? And I might say, well, no, I've done that before. I'm not going to do it again. And they hit you with, uh, well, may God's judgment be against you for what you've done to me. May God judge you. And you think, what the heck? Why would they do that? I don't know why people do stuff like that. I don't know why. But that's not of God, folks. And, you know, and what I do, I realize that, you know, a lot of times we have different circumstances with people as different things happen. But, you know, look at the, look at, look at the book of, out, out of Numbers. It says... Yeah, this this is a prayer I pray for people, and I, I remember years ago I had a guy who was a marketing guy, and he had done some stuff for us. I had paid him, and he sent me a bogus bill. 
It was bogus. It was complete bogus. He didn't do it. And so I just wrote back to him, you know, may the Lord bless you and keep you. And may the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. And the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. I just quoted the book of Numbers from him. And he kept sending me these letters with these fake bills. And I was right on the back of the letter. I just write that verse out. And I would just say, refuse, return to sender. And I'd go back to him. And he'd see that I hadn't opened it. And I was blessing him. And after about four or five times, he finally calls me up. And he goes, well, I apologize. I said, yeah, I said, well, you shouldn't have done what you did. He goes, well, I, I should have done that. I apologize, blah, blah, blah. And we talked for a few minutes. Everything was okay. Guys, here's the thing. When a Christian offends you, when a Christian does something you don't like, don't pray a curse on them. Don't ask God to judge them. Because God's going to do what God's going to do. We're supposed to love one another, especially as Christians. The Bible says in Hebrews, Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, and I will repay. You know, I learned a long time ago that what you would do to somebody, and I'm just going to be very blunt here, as far as getting even with somebody who does you wrong, most of the time it's going to pale in comparison to what God's going to do. What do you mean by that? Well, you know, you may say, stop it. You know, I'm going to fuss at you or say a bad word or whatever. If you, if you just let it go, you know, be a, be kind of a, be a turtle with a shell and just kind of just go on down the road and just ignore it, the vast majority of the time, either they're going to get convicted or God's going to convict them or something's going to happen to them in a bad way. And just let it be. Don't be part of that. Don't be praying in precatory psalms and precatory prayers on people. Don't be doing that because it's not it's not of God in the New Testament. Jesus came so we won't do that kind of stuff anymore. We're supposed to love one another. They'll know that you're my disciples because you love one another. And I get so frustrated with that. Now, does that mean that you're supposed to be a whipping post? Absolutely not. It's like with Austin yesterday with the lady in the doggone parts store, you know, and she was fussing and screaming and carrying on with her mask on and yelling at everybody for not wearing masks and blah, blah, blah. You don't have to take that. You can just explain. You can be, be, be like Austin was and just be nice and just talk to him. Say, so, well, maybe you need to think about it this way. Maybe you need to be more concerned about your health. Maybe you need to stay at home. Maybe you don't need to be telling everybody what to do all the time. Maybe you don't have to be that person. See, if you handle it that way, it's a lot easier because at that point in time, you haven't sinned. Now, in the flesh, you kind of want to go in there and say, well, you blankety-blankety-blank, I'm the blankety-blankety-blank, and you should blankety-blankety-blank, and you, when you walk away feeling kind of like, well, I got my way with that person, and then about an hour later, you're like, God, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> okay? Now, I'm guilty of that. I will sit here and raise my hands. I had a lady a few years, about a year ago, and her husband was dying. And uh, he's a good friend. This True story, guys. Husband was dying, true friend. And hospice had been called in. And this lady was a hardcore liberal Democrat. And my, my friend was dying. And she told me that I couldn't visit him, even though he wanted to see me. He had texted me, wanted me to come over visit him. Because they're in a gated community, I couldn't get to the house without permission, and I couldn't see him. And she basically told me, no, I'm not going to let you see, my, see my, your friend, because he's my husband. And I don't care. If you don't get to say goodbye to him before he dies, too bad. I mean, she was that, that rough. And I did say something bad to her. I did. I did. And I didn't see him and he died. But I had to text her back and say, look, I apologize for saying something bad to you. As a Christian, I'm held to a higher level of accountability. And let me tell you something, friends. <laughs> this was a really good friend of mine who died. I mean, he was a good friend. And I couldn't even get to see him before he died because of this psychotic wife. But, you know, it doesn't give me the right to get in the flesh and say something ugly to her. Because it's not going to help her. She's still psychotic. 
And see, that's the level we have to be with Christianity. We've got to walk in love and love one another. Because if we don't, what difference does it make? What, what separates us from the masses? You know, the Bible says that if you return evil for good, that evil will never leave your house. And that's the truth. You've got to try to be nice. Now, sometimes, i got to admit, you can't be nice. Somebody pulls a gun on you. Somebody's going to hurt you and your family. you got to do what you got to do. And I believe God gives us, you know, the ability to do that for a reason. But whatever we can, we need to try to walk in love and be nice to people, especially if someone's your friend. Here's how I look at it. If, not, if I've known somebody, and this happened a few years ago, I have a friend of mine that I've known for 45 years, actually longer than almost 50 years, and he and I went to junior college together back in the early 70s, and he ended up getting divorced. Actually, his wife left him, and he kind of went schizoid for about a year, and he got really belligerent, just, just nasty mean, towards me, towards everybody, and I ignored it. Here's why. If I have a friend of mine for 50 years, and for 50, for 40, 48 years, my friendship with this individual gets an A plus, and he has a bad year, and he gets an F, and then he gets another F. You put 48 A pluses and two Fs in, you still get like a low A on an average, right? That's how I looked at it. And that's how we have to look at our friendships with people. If someone offends you or does you wrong, but they've been a friend for a long time, just let it go. Let it go, let it drop, leave it alone. Because you still got an A in that relationship. Now, if that continues on for years on end, years on end, years on end, just wish them well. Pray that prayer I prayed over them, that God's face shine upon them. He'd be gracious of you. And just walk away and see if they ever come back as far as being a friend. But don't be running around screaming and yelling and cussing at people, especially if they're friends and thinking it's okay, because it's not. I had this happen last year. I had a pastor friend of mine who basically attacked me online. I mean, it was bad. Now, it wasn't public, but it was, you know, online via, you know, Texas, et cetera. And I didn't do anything. And I had to walk away, because it was like the third or fourth time he had done that. And I thought, you know what? I'm done. I can't take this anymore. I've supported this guy financially. I've done what I need to do. The guy's basically a megalomaniac. I'm done. And see, sometimes you have to do that. Sometimes you've got to walk away from a friendship until somebody decides they're going to start acting like a Christian. But guys, in the, in the vast majority of time, though, we need to all walk in love. I just want to add that today because, guys, as the time is approaching now with all of this stuff happening, you know, we've got to learn that we have to remain Christian. We can't go to the levels of the world. And things are getting really, really stressful. I'm down in a hotel in Sarasota right now, and I was at a restaurant last night. And, and basically, they wanted me to put a mask on. And I told them, I said, well, I'm going to pass all that. But I wasn't mean. I wasn't ugly. Then I told them that masks don't work and that I had a medical condition, which I do. And I don't wear masks. And they were fine. But guys, there's no reason in the vast majority of the cases to go ugly. There really isn't. Now, if you get pushed into a corner, somebody starts poking you with a stick, you may have to go ugly. But do your best right now, especially with all the stress that's going on. I mean, GDP right now, the United States is down 32% the last quarter. 32%. That's like Great Depression kind of stuff, right, guys? I mean, everybody's in the middle of this mess because of the international banking community. Now, if you want to get mad at somebody, get mad at the Rothschilds and these Sabbateans and these Kabbalists and these weirdos. Fuss at them, okay? You know, pray that God exposes them for what they are. 
and the weird stuff they believe. But don't pray curses on them. We're not supposed to do that. Austin, what do you think, bud? That's really well said. And it, it seems, because you can tell now, especially with everything that we're starting to see, with social media and the massive amounts of censorship, is that people are becoming more and more emboldened because they're allowed to get away with anything when it pretty much pertains to the left or the communist narrative. This is something that's been very troubling to me because we've talked about it for years, and it's now becoming very prevalent. I mean, if you can't see the fact that, you know, Bill Gates, who has no medical background, no scientific background, nothing involving any of this related to experience, except he basically has funded massive amounts of vaccine productions in countries that have wiped out huge swaths of the population, including fertility problems in Africa and India, and, you know, software engineer. But yeah, he's able to get on every single national talk show and tell the American populace, essentially, that we won't be able to go back to normal life until we get multiple vaccines. Multiple vaccines aren't going to work. We need multiple, multiple vaccines with straight authority, and a lot of people are believing it. But yet you have some doctors that do a show and put up a website, and they're literally blacklisted on every single platform known to man. And everybody that reposts them is blocked. Prager University got banned for three days on Twitter now because they repost that video. Breitbart's been blacklisted. Donald Trump Jr.'s been blacklisted, restricted, can't post anything on multiple social media content sites now. And why is this? What is really going on? And we know that Google pretty much does whatever the CDC tells them to do. They blatantly said that. If you guys saw this yesterday, during the big four tech hearings, Google CEO admits that they censor content, any content that's contrary to CDC guidelines. Ironically enough, the CDC gets a lot of their guidelines from the World Health Organization. So you can see that the World Health Organization is also controlled right literally hand-in-hand with the United Nations. So you have the United Nations dictating policy to the World Health Organization as they're married together in bed, which is dictating policy to the CDC. And now big tech all across the board is only doing what the CDC exactly tells them to do. The website, AmericanFrontlineDoctors.com, this is the video I was talking about with the doctors. And everybody said, oh, well, you know, they don't know what they're talking about with this. One of the doctors is talking about this and that. What's ironic about it now is their website, AmericanFrontlineDoctors.com, was completely removed yesterday from the hosting company. Squarespace Hosting is the one who actually hosts that website. Shut it down. Shut it down. Blocked it. Stopped it. And then, ironically, a few hours later, the same domain name, except ending with org, so AmericanFrontlineDoctors.org, was bought by some type of LLC. Nobody can figure out who it is, and it redirects directly to the CDC website. So now when you go on Google, you type in American Frontline Doctors, it takes you to AmericanFrontlineDoctors.org. FrontlineDoctors.org now takes you directly to the CDC you cannot get any more blatant censorship than this. Now, I'm not saying everything these doctors said should be taken for gospel. I'm not saying that at all. What I am saying is every single person in this country has a right to choice. You have a right to pick what you believe. If we take that away, which is exactly what they are doing now, you now have exactly communist China. 
They do not have a right what to believe. They are told to believe exactly what the Chinese communist government tells them to believe. If they do not believe it, they're so formally sanctioned via social credit score, they pretty much go completely impoverished. They can't function. Can't rent a car, can't get a hotel, can't get a job, can't purchase kids to school. You basically go homeless and destitute. And then essentially, from what I have heard, you basically get organ harvested. That's what I've heard from numerous people that have been involved in stuff over there. China loves organ harvesting people over there. So we now see the United States following exact same line that China is doing. But yet most people are saying, oh, it's because it's fake news. Why is it fake news? Because you don't agree with it? Because the UN told the WHO to tell the CDC to post something, and that's gospel now? And it's ironic. Somebody brought something up the other day. I was reading some comments. They were saying the one black doctor, female black doctor, that was discussing, she said that the vaccine, the RNA COVID vaccine they're putting together, has alien DNA in it. And people were going berserk. They were going all out. Oh, this is such fake news, conspiracy theory, tenfold out. Now, I'm going to be honest with you right now. I have absolutely no idea, Do I or do I even fully believe, that the vaccine has alien DNA in it. But one thing I do know for a very, very straight fact, and you can look this up, the RNA vaccine is designed to rewrite part of your DNA. That is a fact. We know also for a fact that the RNA vaccines that are being used to make COVID have never been approved by the FDA for human usage in history, ever, period. No question. And we also know that normal vaccines that already have a very high adverse side effect rate, including HPV, measles, rubella, mumps, MMR, those sort of things, generally take anywhere from three to four years to get approved by the FDA. So we now have an RNA-based vaccine that we, the public, don't even really know how this works. They've explained it in layman's terms on websites. You can look it up. But I've read, like, the full research on it. It's very bizarre how they do this. I mean, they're, they're, they're rewriting your DNA code. That's what they're doing. And they're trying to put it out there. It's a vaccine for your safety, but we're going to rewrite your DNA code. And they're saying that now this RNA vaccine that has never been approved for human usage has now been fast-tracked within a six- to seven-month period, skipped primate and ferret trials, and went straight into phase one human testing with zero long-term testing on what this is going to do to your body at all. Now they're running phase three trials already. Already blew through phase two. Phase three includes, I think, 20,000 people, test subjects that have volunteered. And then as soon as that clears, as soon as that clears, they're going to roll it right out to market for production. And we already have almost every single mainstream country that is run by a Federal Reserve Bank already put in multi-billion dollar bids for vaccines on a vaccine that has not even been approved for human usage yet. That tells me 100% that this vaccine will get approved regardless of the dangers, regardless of the side effects, and regardless of the health implications that may incur from this vaccine. So you have to ask yourself a question. When this doctor gets on TV and she says this vaccine has some type of alien DNA in it, it really kind of makes me question, is she accurate? I have no idea. I'm not even going to say she is because I have no idea. I'd be lying if I did. But what I am saying is it's pretty interesting that we're hearing about this stuff, and then all of a sudden every single platform censors this, including the domain that's hosting it, and then they buy the domain with an org on the end instead of a .com and direct it right to the CDC to blatantly censor it. What in the world is going on right now? Now we have Fauci coming out 
and saying that people need to start wearing air eye goggles or eye shields to prevent COVID now. I kid you not. The face mask is not enough. The face mask that does not work is not enough. Now you need to start wearing goggles or eye shields whenever you go out in public. He suggested Wednesday that Americans should start wearing goggles and face shields to prevent spreading or catching COVID. He said, theoretically, you should protect all mucus surfaces. So if you have goggles or eye shields, you should use it. If you really want to be complete, you should probably use it if you can. He then goes on to say at the very end here, Fauci said he hopes wearing masks will help limit the spread of influenza as well. He said we're now going into the flu season, and I'm hoping the mask and other coverings are going to not only protect against COVID, but help protect against influenza. But I also suggest everyone go out there and get their flu shot when the flu vaccine becomes available. Unreal. So what are we going to start having now? We're going to start having counties and cities do mask and goggle mandates. You have to walk in the store with water goggles on and a face mask on to go shop at the store. How far into lunacy are we going to go? I mean, you know, I see these Antifa individuals running around rioting, looting, which I don't support at all. However... I wish if they were going to engage in this type of illicit illegal activity, they would at least wake up and use their own minds and stop doing what their handlers tell them and actually direct it towards something that makes a difference, like maybe bringing a call to child trafficking, maybe coming out and protesting Planned Parenthood. Maybe going out to some of the county and city areas and protesting all these draconian laws and orders that are continually put on top of everybody to the point now we have them going around doing literal mask sting operations in Miami to try to find people and extract their pound of flesh out of every single person they can find. And what's interesting about this, all at the same time, we're still hearing literally almost nothing about the pedophilia ring that goes on and on and on. Now, what's interesting about this, and this is from, I'm going to quote this on here because Jenna Jameson put this up on Twitter. She's a retired porn star, and I normally wouldn't put something like this on the show, but she was involved in sex trafficking. She was involved heavily in the porn industry. She has had numerous problems with substance abuse since she has gotten out. Mental problems, all kinds of stuff. And she has now come out now over the last couple of years and exposed a lot of what is going on. She has no reason to lie. She has every single reason to expose what's going on because it has pretty much ruined her mentally. And here's what she put out last week on Twitter. She said, the reason why Hollywood and media has been so incredibly silent on child sex trafficking is not only do they partake, they are covering the big league hitters, the ones that hide in the shadows under the cover of a crown. If you think Epstein is somehow unique, you're sadly mistaken. There are many Epsteins that make him look like an amateur. Child hunting games, sacrifice, torture of children as young as two, the elite. The example of what I saw is a woman had a patch of leather on an A woman with a sign branded sewn into her fur coat. She said it was from an eight-year-old boy. This was in London, and I had just turned 18, and I had nightmares for years after that. I told the cops outside of the massive party. They laughed at me. And then it goes on to some other detailed stuff I'm not going to repeat on the show. That's from somebody.
somebody who's directly involved in it. And how many times have we heard this from numerous other people yet? Silence from the media. Why? Because I think she's dead right. I think Epstein was literally just one single spoke in a giant cog of gears, and he got busted. And so now they're trying to scapegoat it and put this Epstein investigation, this Epstein issue, when in reality, Epstein was probably one of thousands that was involved with this giant banking cartel running these children all over the entire world. So now Epstein's dead, and I put that sarcastically in parentheses, he's disappeared, so now we defer all of our focus on the Epstein, Epstein's dead now, now we can blame him for all the child trafficking in the world. I think Janet Jameson is trying to fully come out and expose what's going on. I hope she has some type of security personnel, because I can tell you right now, if she keeps talking like this online, they're probably going to say something to her, and I hope nothing more. I'm not speaking anything over her. I pray that she's blessed and safe for trying to speak this truth. But, guys, there is something big going on behind the scenes right now that they are trying to cover up that. And I don't think this is a joke. I don't think this is funny. I think this is a very serious problem, and they are right on the cusp of getting exposed, and they're doing everything they can to obfuscate that. Okay, we've got to talk here for a second about aliens. Uh, Call them fallen angels, call them demons, call them whatever you want to call them. I don't care. Just pick a name. And the fact that they're running world events, you think, well, come on, Ted, really? No, we've talked about this before. Let's not get off on the deep end and go off to get berserk here. We've got entities. Our battle's not against flesh and blood. It's against these fallen principalities and this stuff that can't, they can't, they're not connected to God anymore. So they can't get any sustenance from the energy field that permeates from God. They've left that. The only way they can be fed is through the sacrifice of children and humans and weird stuff they partake in to create as much fear as they possibly can, which creates an energy field which they can absorb. That's what's going on around us all the time and I remember we used to have the FCC when actually cared about the human population they actually would not allow one company to own more than one station in one market now Clinton changed that back in the 90s and because there was 10,000 radio stations approximately around the country and they all had different programming so you'd get a diversity of content it wasn't censored well Clinton changed it and allowed them to buy every single show in every single market that was but somebody was listening to he deregulated the FCC now when he did this I was in the middle of all that doing shows all the time the amount of talk shows I sometimes I do 40 different talk shows a week that's not an exaggeration but it ended up being like 40 a year after that then 20 a year then 10 a year then 5 a year because I was blackballed and along with other people that spoke on health and alternative news. This is the problem that we have. The Internet was back again. Everybody could say whatever they wanted to say. But now because of the big tech, Google, Facebook, etc., they can now do the same thing to the FCC. Because remember, these groups are still owned by the same international banking cartels that basically now own all the radio and all the TV stations. Now, so this is what's happening. We're having massive censorship because the entities that run the planet – I know this sounds like, ooh, Ted's going off in the loony land. No, I'm telling you, our battle is not against flesh and blood. And we've got to understand this from a Christian perspective. These entities use human beings for food, period. And they try to extract as much energy out of them. They have they, the ninth satanic circle ring out of Australia. They routinely hunt children for sport. This is not a joke. 
Nicole Kidman's father was involved with these clowns. He fled the country of Australia and was killed in another country. Nicole Kidman, yes, the one married to Tom Cruise, yes, the one who did Eyes Wide Shut. Yes, that Nicole Kidman. So we've got a whole bunch of people out there that are some real sick pervs. Now, I'm not talking one or two. I'm talking hundreds of thousands, not millions of them around the world. Because, you know, you got, you got 8 billion people on the planet. you got a lot of pervs, a lot of weirdos. And these guys basically get their kicks, their jollies, or whatever out of feeding these demons on the other side of the veil. I've gone into the detail on this. And this is what we have going on. Now, we also have to realize there's an Outer Limits video. I want you guys to watch it. It's called The Architects of Fear, 1963. This is from 60 years ago, almost 60 years ago. Outer Limits TV series, The Architects of Fear. And it's a very interesting one. It has some pretty cheesy special effects considering what we have nowadays. But in that particular episode, mankind seemed to be on the brink of destruction. They were distrusting each other, hatred combined with thermonuclear technology, and making the possibility of Armageddon seem more and more likely. As a result, a small group of scientists meet in privacy to discuss what can be done to avert disaster. The solution is somehow unify mankind, unify them under a common cause, and that's going to be fear. They want to create an alien. Okay? They want to create a person who's going to become an alien to be able to, re- to basically cause fear into the hearts and the minds of the people. Guys, these old episodes, a lot of them were telling you what the long-term objectives were going to be. How do we know we have all of these human abductions? This stuff is real. There's, it's, it's, you can't deny this. It's happened too many times when people are abducted out of their homes and they end up on some kind of weird spaceship somewhere that's basically doing experimentation on them. Now, I don't usually talk about this weird stuff. And they come back, and there's tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people that have testified under oath, this is true, this has happened to them. Then we have organ harvest harvesting. Then we have the cattle mutilation, where all of the, yeah. the sexual organs are gone, the eyes are gone, the hormones are gone, the blood is gone. You can't pretend like this isn't happening. We can pretend like it's not, but it happens. Okay? There's another presence here. And how do we know they're not trying to change us with the DNA they're trying to give us to film us or to make us more compatible with these other presences as far as from a breeding purpose? We don't know. All we know is this. They want to change our DNA with an RNA vaccine. That we know for sure. So we've got to ask ourselves a question. What the heck is going on? Because Austin's right. Suddenly, you know, we're talking about all this crazy stuff with Trump and all the other stuff, and Epstein goes on the back burner and all the other people, weirdos. And this this porn star that Austin's talking about, former porn star, I hope she's saved and become a Christian, she's telling us this is what they do. She was at the highest levels. And remember, these Luciferians run the porn business in Hollywood. They have since the beginning. They have since the 1920s. These Kabbalists, they run the porn business. It's, it's basically completely in control via Jewish money. That's the truth. Now, whether you think, well, you shouldn't say that. Well, I'm just telling you the truth. And these guys are Kabbalists. And these guys don't see you and me as a human being. And we have to understand that. Because if we don't understand that, then we're always going to be confused as far as why these people, why are these people doing this stuff to us. So Austin's absolutely right. We've got something else going on. Now you think, well, was, is Trump going to win the election? Probably. Now, why will Trump win the election? Because he's doing everything as far as bringing in the third temple for the book of Thessalonians to allow the Antichrist to come out and be declared God. Also, if Trump wins the third election, there's a really high probability, or the second election, there's a really high probability that we're going to have a civil war in the United States. Now, I'm yeah. being real direct with you guys right now. If Trump wins, this, this, this group of communist Satanists 
will have enough energy built up because of all the weird stuff that they're involved in to create massive... Look what's happening right now. Portland's still on fire. Look what's going on with Seattle. Look what's going on. New York's turned into a hellhole. All of these countries and all, all of these cities, all of these big states, they can't even feed themselves anymore. And when you can't feed yourself with a population as big as the United States, you start having problems because people start getting hungry. They may sit at home a couple of days and get hungry. Once their kids start getting hungry, they're going to start acting. Once they start starving to death and dying, they're going to go start robbing and looting and pillaging. And I'm telling you guys, if they want Donald Trump to come in and win a second term, it's going to be hell for the next four years for him being president. But it's going to be just as big a hell if Biden comes in. Either way, hell's here. And <laughs> we got to run it. We have to understand that. So all we can do is stand in faith, walk in love, tell the people the truth of what's happening. But guys, our battle is not against flesh and blood. There's a reason they have these satanic rituals. Witches, God, I don't even talk, talk about this stuff. They use sexual acts all the time. So did Aleister Crowley. I'm not going to talk about what they do. To get their will and to change the energy fields on the planet and to put out curses. This is what these weirdos do. And that's what this whole thing with this sex with young children is all about. It's the energy field that we're feeding through the interdimensional rift that we have on the other side of the veil because our DNA is multidimensional. And this is what we have got going on now with these hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people on the planet who are involved in this weird crap, which is what it is. It's a bunch of sick stuff. And these guys have to be exposed. And we've got to continue talking about it. That's why literally all hell broke loose in the news. Donald Trump's going to get impeached. We got the Russian collusion. Last night I'm sitting in the hotel room because I don't have cable in my house and I turn on CNN for a minute. And they're still talking about the non-existent Russian collusion. Como was talking about that. But he didn't say non-existence. He was saying that they're going to use the Russian collusion and how, how basically you know, Putin's going to come in and get Trump reelected. They're making this narrative continue even though it's been proven to be a lie. Why? Because they want to create as much negative energy as they possibly can to basically serve their master, who's Lucifer, fallen angel, and all these other entities, to bring hell here on earth. Because remember, you start having all that negative energy. That's why, they, that's why these entities love war. Because it creates so much negative energy, it feeds them. It's like giving them a giant smorgasbord. That's what Dresden was. Dresden was a mass human ritual sacrifice, as was 9-11. That's all it was. I mean, I mean, Churchill was a stinking druid. He's a blood drinker. God, I mean, people got to understand, these people are not normal. They're weirdos. And we have to understand who they are and what they believe. Well, pontificate enough on that. Also, what do you think? No, you're, you're, you're very valid on this. I mean, because this, this is what they're trying to do. And see, the thing that's been beneficial with Trump for them is he has been the perfect instigator for the communists because they've had somebody now to blame everything on. See, when yep. Obama was in office, Obama pushed his agenda like none other, and we saw that, all the stuff he was involved in, with the Fast and the Furious. I mean, he did everything he wanted to do. But the leftists didn't have anybody to blame. It was always pretty much their fault because Obama was in the White House. So it was always, well, we can't really push our agenda much further because Obama's already pushing it. Well, once Trump got in, 
and they were able to start coining phrases that had no actual meaning, like racist, like nationalist, like neo-Nazi, all these different terms that normally had a very specific connotation. They were now used blanket against anybody that's a Trump supporter. They now had the perfect scapegoat to blame everything on, everything that happened. And so what it did was it gave the communists now this ammunition to say, this is why this happened, is because of Trump. This is why this happened, is because of Trump. It doesn't matter if it's true. Heck, we know pretty much 95% of the media is garbage. It's garbage. Watch a movie last night. It's a rough movie. I wouldn't recommend watching it unless you watch it on TV. It was Training Day with Denzel Washington. And I, I watched part of it. I haven't seen it in a while. There's some parts that I wanted to see again in it. And if you've seen it, you know what it's about. But it's interesting. At the very beginning of the movie, he's in this diner. And He's talking to the rookie that's there, and he's reading his newspaper, and he, the rookie interrupts him, and he goes, stop talking to me, I'm reading the paper. So the rookie says something else, he goes, okay, fine. He goes, tell me a story. And he goes, what do you mean? He goes, I'm reading the paper, the paper is 90% BS, but it entertains me, it makes me laugh. If I can't read my BS paper, you need to go ahead and entertain me now. And I thought it was so funny that he called that out in that movie 20 years ago. And it's exactly right. The media is 90% BS. It's there to entertain people, or now it's there to push their agenda. It has no context of reality or truth in it anymore. We see that. I mean, when the fact that you have social media platforms and mainstream media platforms blatantly going out and censoring every single thing that they don't agree with. And what's crazy, here's here's a crazy part that I thought about this. I saw this and it made me kind of think and I started thinking about it again. It's crazy how the internet cannot eliminate child porn whatsoever, right? Okay, let's just be real here. The root demand for child trafficking is child porn. That's that's what it is, because that's that's they they sell the sick stuff. It's sick. But they apparently can't get rid of it. They don't know how to catch it. They don't know how to get rid of it. It's just out there. They can't figure out anything to do it. But they can censor, block, delete, and completely remove any type of minor conspiracy theory and or, as we've seen facts now, immediately. But any of this child porn stuff, even on the dark web, we can't figure it out. We don't know where it's coming from. We can't figure it out. We don't know what to do with it. Oh, we can't figure it out. Okay. Can't block it. But yet they can block every single thing they want anywhere else. Also, too, we have contact tracing. That's, they're wanting to contact trace everybody now. They're going around finding people for not wearing masks. But yeah, they can very rarely ever find out who child molesters are unless there's a real good county sheriff like we have here, Grady. He does busts all the time with these guys. Now we have contact tracing. Who wants to contact and basically contact, trace and monitor every single person of anybody that's ever been in contact with anybody that may test positive for COVID? But... We don't do that to anybody that's registered sex offender. Oh, yes, we do have a map where it shows where they live. shows their house when they move there. They have to register as a sex offender in the neighborhood. That's it. That's it. It's their home. It's their address. Do do people live at home 24-7? No. They drive. They travel. They move around. They may have a house there and another, you know, house down the road that's basically somebody else's name. They can't figure that out. Can't find these guys. Can't track molesters. Can't track pedophiles. Can't do that. 
but we can track people that have a novel virus that has a 99.7% survival rate. You kidding me right now? Look and see who's really behind the scenes and what's really going on because it's obvious what they're trying to do. Now, New York State Supreme Court last week has granted a motion ordering the New York Police Department to turn over all names, zip codes, and license categories of anyone who has granted a firearm license in the state of New York in 2018. People go, Boston, that was, that was odd. Where, where are you going with this? Listen, listen real quick. They have full registration in New York State. doesn't matter what you buy. You have to fully register it. And if you even want to buy something, you have to be a fully registered gun owner. You have to have a license. You have to get a permit. You have to renew it just to purchase and possess a firearm, period. And their guns are abysmal up there, what they can actually own. They're, Florida's still pretty much a free state when it comes to firearms. We can buy anything we want. I talked to a buddy of mine yesterday. He just finally got his tech stamp back on a uh, transferable Class 3 MP5, and it's got the multi-cal lower on it. So you can change the lower, and you can put it on a belt-fed H&K 21. You can put it on an MP5. You can put it on anything that's basically H&K related. Full auto, select fire. It's Florida. Tax stamp. Actually got it back quite quickly right now, surprisingly. And so now, in New York, which is complete opposite of Florida, guess who started the lawsuit about this? The New York Daily News. They made a request for the Freedom of Information Act, and they wanted all of this information, including the name, zip code, and license category of anyone who's granted a firearm license, because they said that's public information from government agencies, and they need to have access to it for their reporters who frequently cover gun-related politics and issues. The police department, even surprisingly as corrupt as NYPD is, came out and said, no, we're not giving you this. This is confidential information. You want everybody's info and their address and their name and their zip code and everything they have and own? Not giving you that. Supreme Court of New York ruled in favor of the New York Daily News now. Said they have full access to the Freedom of Information Act to find out everybody, basically, who owns firearms in the state. Why? They're going to start targeting these guys. There's a reason why they're giving hundreds of millions of dollars to the terrorist groups known as BLM and Antifa. There's a reason why they're doing this, guys. They're not handing them all this money because they're going to go sit on the couch and eat Pringles all night. They're giving them money because they're going to start having them target select people, select areas, select neighborhoods, select cities. Look what happened in St. Louis. You had a group of violent protesters who kicked down the gates of a private, no trespassing, gated community. A couple walk out in their own property carrying firearms, and now they are under criminal investigation and criminal charges because they walked out in their yard with firearms while there were 300-plus rioters standing in the street threatening them with great bodily harm. You think that was just accidental? They happened to come across that neighborhood? That was not accidental, my friends. That was directed. They are giving these people, these little minions that are working for them, access and information on where they need to go, what they need to do, and what they need to basically target. This is a direct rehash of the 1917 Bolshevik Revolution in Russia that took over Russia and brought in communism. This is exactly what's going on in this country right now. And we have to start speaking it for what it is. These are terrorist communist groups that are here to overthrow the United States Constitutional Republic. That's what it is. There is no other way to put this any further. I mean, and at the same time, we see all these other things rolling around behind the scenes. It's to completely overwhelm 
mentally, physio- physiologically. That's what they're doing with this. That's why I've talked to so many people, and everybody said, I literally feel like 2020 has been the fastest year of my life. I was writing a checkout the other day, and I was like, July, I'm like, July. July, golly, I was, remember this in February. It seems like that was last month, February, talking about what was going on in Wuhan. Now China is telling everybody there's going to be a third wave now. They're having a third wave in China. The third wave's coming to the United States now. Of course, of course it is. Of course that's what they're going to keep telling everybody. And they may try to release another biological, I don't know. But remember when I told you guys for years now, it wasn't going to be one minor incident like 9-11 to completely right. took down 9-11. I, I shouldn't say 9-11 was minor. It was not. Let me re-clarify that. That was one major incident. That was not going to be an incident like this that happened. They're going to have multiple, multiple, multiple incidences to overwhelm the psyche of the American populace to get us to accept anything they tell us to do. And that's exactly what they're doing right now, Dad. And they're not going to stop, Austin. They're not going to stop. Uh, you know, Dr. Russell Blaylock, who I know, a brilliant man, neurosurgeon, he wrote, he said, there's another danger to wearing masks on a daily basis, especially if you've worn them for several hours. When a person is infected with a respiratory virus, they will expel some of the virus with every breath. If they are wearing a mask, especially the N95 mask or another tightly fitting mask, they will constantly be rebreathing the viruses, raising the concentration of the virus in the lungs and the nasal passages. And we know that people who have worn, had the worst reactions to the coronavirus have the highest concentration of the virus early on. And this leads to the deadly cytokine storm that we've talked about in the brain with inflammation. It gets even more frightening. Newer evidence suggests that in some cases the virus can enter the brain. And in most instances, it enters the brain by the way of the olfactory nerves because you're breathing it back and forth through a mask, which connects directly with the area of the brain dealing with recent memory and memory consolidation. By wearing a mask, the exhale viruses will not be able to escape and will concentrate in the nasal passages and enter into the brain and can cause brain damage. Then he goes on to say one should not attack and insult those who have chosen not to wear a mask, as these studies have suggested that is the wise choice to make. Guys, Again, a lot of the second and third wave that's going to happen to us right now in the United States will be because of the mask wearing. They know that. There's not one doubt about this. They know that this is what will happen. And as we speak about that, I want to say one more thing. I'll let Austin finish the show. This is show you the sheer symbology of hatred and atavistic hatred of Jesus Christ. The Last Supper artwork of a feasting Benjamin Netanyahu makes the Israeli leader mad. Yes. An artwork by Israeli artist that includes a sculpture of the Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu sitting at a table recalling the famous Last Supper. Now guys, when these guys talk about the Last Supper, it's not because they're trying to bring honor and glory to God or to Jesus Christ or to the apostles who were at the Last Supper. They see this as his final meal before he was crucified because they don't want to believe that he resurrected from the dead. They see it as a celebration of his death, not his resurrection. you got to get who these guys are. This isn't about Jesus. Now, I said one thing earlier about these interdimensional entities and these people get abducted. Guess what, guys? When these people have a real relationship with Jesus Christ... And they get abducted. And they call on the name of Jesus. These entities put them right back into their houses that are not touched. Because they know there's power in the name of Christ. There's power in the name of Jesus. just thought I'd mention that. Because they don't want Jesus to show up. 
Guys, remember who's the author, the finisher, and the perfecter of our faith is. He has power over all of these principalities and all of these demons. But you've got to have a real relationship with Christ and know who he is. Keep praying, guys. I love you. I appreciate you. Austin, finish it up, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Absolutely, guys. And stay ready and stay armed for anything right now. I mean that seriously. My wife carries her Glock with her everywhere. I was training with her the other day on it. We're going to go back out again probably this weekend or next and go run at my buddy's range. He's got some short range and long range stuff out on his property. The reason why I say that is because it's going to start escalating in the near future. And when it starts escalating, it's going to escalate fast. It's not going to be, well, you know, we got a couple months to get prepped. It's going to be right now. It's going to be right when you don't expect it. It's going to start going. We've already seen these protesting riots go to areas. Now in Portland, they found an abandoned van that they've now impounded that basically was not being used. They thought they opened it up, and it was full of improvised explosives and pyrotechnic explosives, along with bear spray, stun gun, tasers, spike strips, masks, helmets, and shields. This was ready to go for something else. All these individuals with all these fireworks and explosives and, you know, IEDs they're making and Molotov cocktails, this stuff isn't just popping up as far as accidentally. These are being set intentionally to get everybody conditioned to this being normal. And then it's going to start spreading further and further and further as it's doing. So, again, Stay safe, stay prepared, keep training. Start training right now as far as either exercise out in the gym. My friends and I, we started training more conditioning, outdoor training this week as far as with, you know, weapons, dumbbells, kettlebells, all kinds of different stuff. Get yourself in shape. If you're trying to get healthy, call us up. We'll be happy to help you out. Lots of different stuff going on right now, including the magnesium brain food on sale till tomorrow. And then, of course, we also have our regular products, on product of the week, the potassium iodine molecular on sale for 10% off. Check it out the website, healthmasters.com. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. We'll talk to you again tomorrow as always.